All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible Book by Book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Titus. And Titus is a great uh, short book of Paul, three short chapters, um, and easily read in just a few minutes, you know, five to ten minutes at, at the most, uh, depending on how, how fast you read. And uh, one of the pastoral letters, so it falls right in line with First and Second Timothy, um, a little bit of the history about the pastoral letters, uh, and, and you probably know this already from the other podcast, which is that Paul, we believe, was uh, imprisoned uh, the first time in Rome under Nero, argued effectively for his release, um, and during his release, before he was arrested the second time, he wrote First Timothy and Titus. There's a lot of uh, similarities between First Timothy and Titus. There's also no mention of Paul being in prison. In fact, Paul mentions that he is free, um, and, and yet in 2 Timothy, we see that Paul is not only, again, in prison, but also um, very confident, or um, I don't know if confident is the right word, but he's very um, s- certain that he's going to be martyred, um, which is a little different than his account in Philippians, where he's imprisoned, um, we believe, in Rome, uh, but he believes that he will be set free. And so, uh, in that interlude, Paul does some ministry, and Titus gives us a little bit of an understanding of um, what that ministry is and, and uh, where he is and some of the things that he's concerned about. Uh, but before we get to that, let me just mention real quick about Titus. He's not a really well-known figure in the scriptures. Um, he's not mentioned in the book of Acts, even though we know that he was one of Paul's traveling companions, one of the people that was ministering alongside of him. And so how we do know that is because he appears in some of Paul's letters, and specifically um, two, two letters. One is Galatians, Galatians chapter 2 um, and verse 1. Paul says that uh, he took um, Titus with him to Jerusalem uh, when on his second visit. So uh, Paul, it, it, just if you're not super familiar with the, the account here, uh, after Paul's conversion, he stayed in Damascus for three years. He received the gospel from Jesus um, and spent that time learning and understanding and um, confirming the gospel. Um, And then he went to Jerusalem for a short period of time, about two weeks. Um, And and so then, because of the persecution that was breaking out against Paul, uh, Paul was such a um, a, a polarizing figure that uh, the Jewish people wanted to kill him almost immediately because he had been a persecutor of the church. He became a convert, and uh, he was such good evidence for the reality of, of the gospel that the the, uh, the people who were trying to persecute the church um, hated hated Paul's conversion. And so um, the the apostles sent Paul back to his hometown in Tarsus. Paul stays there for a while. Um, possibly seven uh, to eight years. We're not exactly sure uh, the, the timeline there. Um, and then eventually um, Barnabas goes to Tarsus and gets Paul, brings him back to Antioch uh, to do some ministry there with him to help uh, lead and, and teach the church in Antioch. Um, and then from there, this is Acts chapter 11, then uh, Paul and Barnabas go to Jerusalem again, and Paul relates that this is about 14 years after Paul's conversion, okay, and so Paul had gone to uh, Jerusalem once, stayed a very short time, um, and then hadn't been back for uh, several, quite a few years, and so 
what he says is that he takes Titus with him. That's the first time that we see Titus's name mentioned um, is in Galatians chapter 2. Now, I say Galatians chapter 2 is the first time we see it mentioned. He's, he's mentioned in uh, 2 Corinthians quite a bit. And if you're reading your Bible from front to back, you're going to say, well, 2 Corinthians comes before Galatians. But uh, chronologically, we believe that Galatians was the first letter that Paul had written. So um, his name appears first chronologically in, in Galatians. Um, but if, like I said, if you're reading your Bible from front to back, you're going to read in 2 Corinthians that Titus appears quite a few times. Why is that? Because Titus was the person that Paul had tasked uh, with delivering the first letter to the Corinthians. Um, and so Titus takes the, the letter of 1 Corinthians to the church in Corinth, and he ministers there for a while, and then he comes back and reports. And so um, some of and much of um, the response of 2 Corinthians has to do with uh, Titus's account, Titus's ministry, and uh, how Titus had done some work um, uh, for the gospel in Corinth. And so Titus is, is a well-known person, a very trusted and, and um, capable minister that Paul utilizes. Uh, and, and he is such a capable leader that he actually um, sends him to Crete and uh, to straighten out some things that are going on um, in the churches on that little island. And so here's a little history about Crete. Um, is that you see in Acts chapter 2 uh, that as Pentecost is happening, the Holy Spirit is being poured out and new believers are coming to faith through the preaching of Peter and through the work of the Holy Spirit, that there are many people mentioned uh, from all over the world that are visiting in Jerusalem that are going to then return back home and they will start churches in their hometowns, in their home places. And uh, one of the people mentioned are the people of Crete. And so what we see through the account of Acts is that it is likely, okay, that Crete is a, an early uh, place that the Christianity began to grow um, early in the account of the church. So, but um, it, it was not necessarily well-led, even though there were grassroots movements of Christianity in Crete, we believe, because of, of the, the work of Pentecost, um, they didn't have a, an apostle. They didn't have the, the established leaders uh, to help them to understand God's word, to help them to understand the application of the Christian faith. And so Christianity spreads um, in Crete, but it spreads um, in, in a very unmanageable and kind of a uh, wild way. And so uh, Paul sends Titus there to straighten out a lot of the problems that had come up. And one of the problems is that when there's no established leadership, then uh, false leaders will arise and they will um, fill that void. And so what had happened was that there were some false leaders that had been producing ungodly followers, um, and that needed to be straightened out. And so uh, what you see in Titus, and, and like I said, it's a short book, and um, the book is pretty easily read and understood, um, that much of the content of Titus has to do with establishing correct teaching and establishing correct uh, Christian lifestyle. And so uh, Paul um, urges Titus over and over and over in, in the book of Titus to help the people, to teach the people, 
to live um, basically godly lives and how to do that. And, and like I said, it's so short. It's very simple. Um, he just lists um, uh, some of the qualifications for leadership. He, he then goes on and, and tries to help him to understand how to deal with conflict or to correct false teaching. Um, and then he moves into quickly in chapter two, um, how to teach correct doctrine and, and everything comes back to the word of God. And so the word of God is going to be the, the foundation and the, the guide for everything else. And so the word of God has to be primary, then, uh, Christian leaders or, um, godly leaders who teach the word of God are secondary and then uh, third is then godly followers, uh, what it means to look like Christ. And so uh, Paul begins to establish that fa- formula for Titus. He has um, this uh, teaching laid out for him. And then in chapter 3, uh, what you have of Titus is the gospel um, basically presented in a very succinct, clear way. And so um, as we're going through Titus, what you're going to kind of grasp is that this um, emphasis on doing good, being godly, leading good lives, etc., is is emphasized so often that I think Paul is reminded, okay, that he needs to bring it back to uh, what salvation really is, because being moral and being good and trying to do good works does not save you. The foundation for salvation is the Savior in Jesus, that we don't earn um, our salvation through anything that we do, but Jesus earned it for us on the cross. And so Paul, in chapter 3 of Titus, um, begins to just lay out very clearly and very um, succinctly uh, the gospel, that we are um, saved through the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit. That's uh, Titus 3, 5 whom he poured out on, on us generously uh, through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we may become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. And so he, he says, this is a trustworthy saying, basically saying, this is the gospel. Um, this, is, this is how salvation happens. But because we are changed and, and renewed and reformed, uh, we should be also living a life that reflects that inner change, that the outward life should reflect the inner change. And so um, Paul is, is giving Titus both the application and the, the foundation of what it means to be a Christian. And, and Titus is a very effective, um, a very capable leader, and so Paul doesn't have to give him a lot of instruction. He just gives him a short reminder um, to help him to stay on task to to accomplish the mission that he has been given uh, to accomplish. And so, one of the things that we gather as Christians from Titus is, is also a reminder that uh, this is our task as well. That we've been given the mission uh, to con- to complete to uh, help people to understand the gospel. Um, and to then help people to leave God, live, live godly lives, um, that this is the point of what it means to be Christian, to know the truth and to live the truth, um, but that we can't get sidetracked or discouraged or uh, taken off um, the, the mission by s- focusing on ourselves only, but that we, we need to be living for other people to help them 
to also live the lives that God has called them to live. And so um, it's such a wonderful short book. I just encourage you, if you haven't read it lately, go back, read it again. Um, let it encourage you because it is, after all, your Bible, book by book.